the call to do these announcements. We are live. Live on January 24th, 2023. It is the Leo Finance AMA, aka the weekly Wednesday show. And I got the Leo Finance swag today. Love it. Love to see it. I need to, I need to buy more swag because I'm always wearing it and it's, you know, I don't have it for the AMA. Yes, need more swag. You got to be like uh, Walter and wear your brand 24-7. Yeah. He's got hoodies and sweatshirts and T-shirts and all the things. Yeah, one thing I want to start doing is a uh, just carrying around like a box of uh, swag in my car. Just, you know, I'm always talking to people about it. There you and, go. Uh, just handing out t-shirts. There you go. Smart. Gotta start doing that. Yeah. Put a QR code on brand. it. I I literally don't see him ever not wearing his brand, especially when he <laughs> travels. Airport. That's always the money spot. Yeah. You got something on your shirt that grabs people's attention and they're always asking what it is. What does he put on the shirts? He just puts the brand name or does he actually put any sort of like tag no he's got well because he's got the brand name he's got the brand name like in the like bottom or whatever but no it has like you know there's 100 millionaires um there's names on deeds um you know things like that so you know 100 millionaires obviously grabs people's attention usually um names on deeds as well you know even though it's more uh focused yeah some of the other ones trying to um, think what we would put on it oh he's got mission the millions mission the millions is, is another one yeah i don't know actually what you could put maybe that is something that the audience can help with ideas for slogans to put on leo finance t-shirts yeah that would be maybe a nomad soul can do a competition for that it would be cool to um yeah nifty saying a tm friends nft code that'd be cool um yeah we uh you know maybe we could do a competition of some kind and figure out what to put on that i could walk around hand out yep because like, I mean, Leo Finance obviously is cool. And I mean, I've I've had people ask me, like I've worn the Leo shirt, the Leo shirt and hoodie that I have. And I've had people ask me what that is, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, then I obviously get into a conversation with them, but I do feel like it's not to, to like, it's not maybe the most eye-catching thing to be like, look at that Leo Finance and be like, oh, what's that? I wonder what that's about. You know what I mean? Like there's, I feel like there needs to be some sort of like catchy, tagline on the merch that says like like i mean if you say like you know web3 blogging or something or you know what i mean like something that is more descriptive i think would yeah. uh would get more people to walk up and ask what the hell that is yeah your hit rate's gonna be higher than just a little yeah. finance shirt but i mean just or like yeah like put put on the back of it or something like earn free crypto and then like people will walk up to you <laughs> Honestly, if you had earn free crypto with a QR code, yep. Yeah. Problem is QR code is good for like just bringing, bringing people to an app, right? 
No, you can. I mean, I have. Uh, I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if anyone's noticed this, but on Actually, on Twitter yeah, we made on Twitter we made a new um, a new banner. Here, I'll paste it in Discord. Try try hitting that QR code. See what happens. Um, so that's our new like Twitter header, you know, profile thing. Yeah, see what happens when you hit the QR code. Yeah, the QR code. That's another one. He's got a T-shirt with that too. It's a QR code. Yeah, that's what I think I'm gonna print on my next uh, merch round. Oh yeah, look at that. Takes you to Leo Finance Threads. Yep, takes you right to. Oh, threads. dude, yeah. Throw that QR code on a T-shirt for sure. Like, you throw it on the back. I mean, you can throw it on the front and the back, but I mean, literally, you could literally even just do like Leo Finance with the QR code. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be cool. Well, and then on the new, on the new, uh, the new Leo web app, um, we're going to do um, a referral system. So, you know, especially once that referral system's live, to be like earn free crypto. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, maybe people will scan it. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we put out um, actually just like yesterday, we put out a clip from one of our last uh, AMAs talking about the mobile app because I know a lot of people always ask about it. We do have the Leo mobile app, um, and you know, there's definitely a lot of issues with it. But the you know one of the major things that we talked about in that clip, which we can just reiterate because people are talking about it again, is uh, you know mobile apps are. I'm starting to realize that mobile apps are a little bit overrated. I, I do love mobile apps. And I think, you know, at some point we need to have mobile apps that are, you know, flawless and, you know, work, you know, like work exactly as intended. But my one issue with mobile apps is that you're always dealing with app stores. You're always dealing with issues. And even something as big as Twitter has been battling with Apple. And there's been a threat of from Apple to take them off the app store. So oh, wow. if Apple is willing to go after something as big as Twitter, what happens if, uh, you know, Apple starts going after these Web3 apps? Like, you know, I know Essency has an app. I know, you know, there's several other Hive apps. And then obviously we have Leo Mobile. Um, you know, what happens if they just decide to take all those down just to take down everything that says Web3 on it, uh, which they, you know, have a history of doing? Um, and you know, like for us, we had the, the Leo YouTube channel, which was like really actually starting to grow and, uh, get a lot of traction. And then suddenly we just got taken down, which really sucked. And there's no one to talk to, no one to cry to, no one to say, Hey, you took us down, but why'd you take us down? There's no reason. Um, there's no reasoning with these, you know, conglomerates. So, um, you know, I still obviously have a, a huge focus on Leo mobile and, and releasing that that app and and adding to it and making it better but at the same time you know i think the web app is a hundred times more valuable you know what i mean like i think i think having a robust web app that can be used on mobile and desktop easily uh is a lot more valuable than a native app on like iphone or android i mean i think android is pretty good about not taking you down which is pretty cool um but I definitely think there's like this existential threat with the Apple app store that like, if we were to take, like, let's say we took a lot of our dev team 
and started focusing on Leo Mobile, which we did at one point. Um, and then the the iOS app store just decided, hey, you know, we don't want you on here anymore. Like we're kind of shit out of luck. There's really not much you can do. Um, and that really can't happen with a web app because like, even if you take it to the craziest place, like let's say that leofinance.io gets shut down. If you've got a web app, you can just spin it up on a new domain, right? And you just keep spinning up new domains. And then now you've got all these decentralized domain services. So, you know, in theory, your app can basically be indestructible as a web app. So in my opinion, one, one lesson I've learned in all this Leo mobile craziness is that web apps are actually a lot more robust, a lot more decentralized, uh, since there's a lot more, basically there's a lot more providers of service, right? Versus native apps where you only have two providers. You've got the Google Android app store, and then you've got the, uh, Apple app store, right? That's it. Like if you, if you have a mobile app, you, you're kind of shit out of luck if those app stores don't want you anymore. Uh, and, and like I said, I don't think, I don't think Android is a problem because they seem like very open and, uh, you know, I, I haven't really heard of many apps getting taken down on Android, but on Apple's side, I mean, that's a very regular process where they just take apps down, you know, it's the Apple cult. And, uh, you know, I'm an Apple fanboy in terms of like products, but uh, I'm definitely not a fan of the way that they treat apps. Um, so that's all a very long way of saying that I've shifted pretty much all of our developers to the Leo Finance web app and the mobile app, we still plan to develop it. We still plan to, you know, uh, improve it and then obviously get it out onto the iOS app store, which is, that's actually the reason why I took a lot of focus away is because it's taken so long just to get onto the iOS app store. And they don't really give you reasons why they just keep asking for one thing after another. Um, and they definitely don't like that. You're like web three crypto. They try to like keep you away from them. Um, so that kind of gave me a bad taste in my mouth for native uh, applications. So my focus right now is new UI. That is the web app UI. And that UI is built mobile first. And obviously the desktop app is amazing too. Um, and it, it really just kind of copies the whole Twitter experience. Um, but it does it all from a web app where now you can have, you know, now you can go to leofinance.io, you know, when the web, web app, the new web app is released on your phone or on your desktop. And it's like a great experience. It's like on mobile, it looks like you're using a mobile app, but really you're just on a website. Um, like the, it, it down to every little detail, it feels like you're in an app, like on the, on the bottom bar. It, it actually looks a lot like Twitter. I'll just show you a screenshot of what Twitter looks like. So if you ever, and most people probably have never done this, but um, if you go to Twitter's mobile web app, so twitter.com from like Safari on, on an iPhone or something, um, that's what it looks like. I just posted that screenshot. So you've got like your menu at the bottom. And it, I mean, if you took away the Safari part at the bottom where it says twitter.com, you would actually think that you are already in Twitter's mobile app on the app store, right? So that's what that's what Leo Finance Mobile is gonna look like from the web app, which means that it's like, it's almost indistinguishable from an actual native application. Um, so that's where I'm headed. And then we're also gonna take that, and I've talked about this a long time ago, we're taking the code base for the new Leo Finance UI and the Leo Mobile code base, and we're doing Leo Merge, which is going to take a while, but uh, at some point we'll have that done. 
And what that means is that when we make updates to the Leo web app, it'll also update the Leo mobile app. So the mobile app will just kind of get taken care of without extra, it, it'll take a little bit of extra tweaking, but not a lot. So the mobile app will always be taken care of. But you know, if for some reason it gets taken down, we always have like a really amazing mobile web app experience. So that's kind of my focus. I, I changed a lot of those details when, you know, in, in these battles we've had with the Apple app store over the last, you know, like six months, it's been just, it's been a nightmare to deal with them. So it, it really gave me a different perspective on native mobile applications. Um, so my opinion is make an amazing web app because web apps are robust, both for mobile and desktop, and then merge it and also have a Leo mobile native app but don't put all of your eggs in that basket because it can just get taken away from you. And, uh, you know, there's nothing you can really do about it when it does. Android for the win. <laughs> and then uh, Morton <clears throat> Matt said, uh, the ease of use with all the posting keys and other keys associated with Hive ecosystem is drawback to normies. 100%. That's why we built uh, Leo Infra. Um, we spent a lot of time, um, you know, basically building out this uh, infrastructure where we can onboard people. Um, basically, we can onboard people using like Web2 uh, logins. So then you don't even have to deal with posting keys or anything. Um, so I think for your average normie, that's going to be where they, where they get onboarded, you know? Um, and obviously in the new UI, that Leo infrasystem gets taken, you know, we've upgraded it for that. And uh, the experience is even better. But yeah, like, I mean, the infrastructure system that we built is the best onboarding on Hive. I, I've not seen a better onboarding process um, in terms of getting a normie who doesn't want to do, who doesn't know what a posting key is, doesn't want to know, never wants to know. Yeah. That is the best system I've ever seen for onboarding them because they just, you know, they just say sign in with Twitter and then they enter a Hive username. And then on our back end, we create a Hive account for them. And then for them, it just logs them right in. And if they want to log in in the future, they just have to log in with their Twitter account again. Uh, and if they lose access to their Twitter account, they lose access to their Hive account that we've created for them. So obviously there's some drawbacks to that. But as a normie, th those drawbacks are worth it because you don't have to deal with all these keys which is what they want, you know? Your average normie would much rather buy Bitcoin on Coinbase than learn how to use a, you know, hardware wallet and buy crypto on some crazy exchange and then send it to the hardware wallet and then make sure that they don't lose their keys. And, you know, when there's firmware updates on the hardware wallet, they got to make sure they have their secret phrase to update their hardware wallet. And it's like, to us, that seems like a normal thing and it seems good. Like, and I agree that, you know, if, in a perfect world, everyone would do that but it's an imperfect world you know people people want ease of use over security they would rather have that yes to reference one of the greatest quotes ever ain't got no time for that they do not want to deal with it yeah that's uh the hive mobile actually looks pretty decent yeah i am um, yeah that. i did see that it looks nice Looks nice. Ours will look, ours will look more like Twitter than that, but that is nice too. I do like that. Exactly, Nifty. Yeah, people want to drive the car; they don't want to understand how it works. Yep. And that's where all technology eventually moves. Like you look at like elevators, right? 
like originally with elevators, you had to have an elevator operator that manually pulled the levers to move you between the floors. But, you know, now you have technology that does it with no manual operator. And if there, if you did, if you imagine that you went into a building and there was a manual operator where he was pulling levers, you would feel unsafe. You would much rather have technology moving you around and you have no idea how that technology works. You just, you just trust it. Um, that's where all technology moves in the long run. But yeah, I, I mean, and then obviously with, you know, there's always that option where like, if you do want to have your private keys, you do want to own your account, you do want to have that security. That's always the option. You know, you always have that optionality, but for 99% of users, I highly doubt that they will want that option. They, they'll, they won't care for it. They would much rather have you hold their private keys and, um, you know, basically hold their hand. So the system that we created basically takes their private keys and encrypts them in a database. And then, you know, when they, when they log in, it, it, you know, obviously decrypts their keys, lets them log in. And then, uh, you know, it, it uses their Twitter account or their Facebook account or their Google account or their Apple account um, to sign them in. And that's kind of, um, that's what they want, you know? One thing that I've loved, like it's kind of over the last few years, I feel like it's been more widely uh, incorporated into applications is like sign in with Google, sign in with Apple, uh, sign in, um, you know, with Facebook and stuff like just think about how you used to have to like create passwords for all sorts of different things, you know, and now with a lot of apps, when you download them and you log in, it just says sign in with Google and you just use your Google account. You don't even have to create a new password. Yeah, it's kind of nice. You definitely lose some security, but it's definitely the user experience of that is so much nicer. Ease of use in the end. Ease of use is huge. I mean, on our way to 5,000 uh, monthly active users, that's the, uh, you know, yes. got to make it easier. Ease of use is key for that. That's what it is. I mean, and if you think about it, you know, we're all part of that. We're all guilty of that in some facet of life, you know. Um, right. It's plenty of things that I use that I have no idea how they work. And there's plenty of things where I know all the inner workings and that's just how it is. You're not gonna, you know, <clears throat> Someone that wants exposure to crypto and that's it. They don't want to learn all, learn all the ins and outs. And you know what? They don't need to. It's kind of like, you know, investing in stocks. It's like you can just buy a couple ETFs, you know, indexing ETFs, or you could get your hands dirty and build a basket of stocks yourself. And, you know, based on research and based on understanding what that company does, what their financials look like, you know, what the potential profits are going forward, or you could just buy an S and P ETF. Right. Like those are two very different experiences that take two very different amounts of time and resource and energy. So, you know, 
if you look at stocks as an example, it's like, are the majority of people that own stocks, the people that are building out their own portfolio, or is it the people that basically, you know, own ETFs? It's going to be no different than, you know, it's no different for crypto, you know, it's right. always going to be a smaller minority that is ins and outs and, you know, has a cold wallet and has their keys and all the good stuff, you know, seed phrases backed up and safe places. Like that's always going to be the smaller, smaller amount. Now that number is going to grow as the overall um, demographic that's in crypto grows, but it's no different than how it works with stocks. The majority of people that are invested in stocks aren't understanding the mechanics. They are not looking at a company's financials, you know? So no different with crypto. Huh. Yes, just like Morton said, a lot of people want to know how the sausage is made until they learn how the sausage is made. <laughs> They'd rather not know. Yes. Don't tell me how the hot dog is made. Just put it on the grill. Right. And let me enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about it too hard. What did he say? Hive Ethereum virtual machine. <clears throat> Hive is an EVM. Build all the dApps. All of them. Nifty is not wrong about this Google sign-in is kind of clutch. I don't use it often, but I use it on a handful of sites, and it really does make life so much easier. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not even a, it's not even a question. It makes it ridiculously easy. Anywho, all right, so we talked a bit about, obviously, the coming UI. We talked about the web app. Uh, we obviously talked a little bit about some marketing through merch. So uh, everyone brainstorm on some good slogans to put on T-shirts and uh, get the word out. We'll, we're going to turn Cal into a walking billboard. Yep. Leo Finance swag is only allowed in his wardrobe going forward <laughs> <laughs> throw everything out t-shirts hoodies sweatshirts if you don't have the logo it's a no-go get some catchy slogan slogans put got crypto with a, a question mark and then leo finance under it with a qr code when leo finance we should do that. We should raise right on my forehead. We should raise some money and do a contest. Whoever gets a Leo, like a legit Leo Finest tattoo, wins the pot. That's funny. I like you that. know, someone will do it. It ain't gonna someone be me. Would, yeah, it's not gonna be me. I don't have any actually. Tattoos. You know, who would probably do it. It would be, um, it would be, um, oh my god, why am I blanking right now on names? Nifty will get one. <laughs> Actually, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, it would be Nifty. Nifty has tattoos, right? Yes. I do not doubt if there was 
a pool raised of funds that he would do it. How much Leo would it take? How many Leos? I mean, it's a cool logo, at least. It is. I mean, I think it is. Yeah. No, the the logo is money. That's too funny. There's no amount of there is no amount of Leo that can get me to do that because I do not have any tattoos and I do not plan on getting any. Me either. The funny I love part Leo, is, but I'm, I'm never going to have any tattoo. Yeah, the funny part is one of my best friends, um, who uh, his uh, astrological sign is Leo. He's like all about that. He actually has like a lion tattoo on his like inner forearm. And oh yeah, I'm not gonna lie, like it looks a little bit similar to the logo lion. Really? And that's just pure coincidence. I mean, it's got a bunch of other stuff going on. But yeah. Lion, I mean, lions are a big thing to get tattooed, too, I feel like. I mean, it looks cool. Yeah. Oh, Nifty's also a Leo. There you go. Boom. When, when Leo tattoo. The writing's on the wall, Nifty. The universe has spoken. What did Morton say? Need a Leo Brave browser collab. That would be good. They already know about Hive through, because uh, Splinterland did a uh, ad campaign with them, I think. All right. Let me throw that into the recap post. Yeah, the uh, taskmaster just asked about the thread uh, threads per day. We still don't have like a actual um, tracker for it. We're, we're working on that. Um, but the easiest way to get like a rough count is to go to the um the leo threads like the app leo threads posts um and you can see that over the last like what is it basically over the last like two weeks we jumped from um we jumped from about 500 per day to now we're we're right around about 1200 to 1500 threads per day so it's almost tripled um, in the last two weeks. Um, it's it's a little bit hard to tell, but you can kind of tell by how frequent the Leo Threads account is posting. Uh, so right now it's posting every single day uh, and you can see about 1100 threads per post. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's definitely growing. And if you scroll back, you can see it before it used to take like two or three days to post again. So uh, the frequency is definitely picking up. What is the frequency, Kenneth? 
Yeah. So it's, uh, and, and I mean, the, the, the more like intuitive way to see it is like, I've really noticed it every time I refresh the threads page and go to it, there's, I mean, there's always new threads now versus before where like you might go to it and their last thread was like 40 minutes ago. Now there's just always threads constantly and a lot of new faces that I've never seen before. Yep. I'm very so. sporadic, but the cat was threading last night or was it this morning actually like i responded to a few threads i threw out a couple threads i still forget sometimes that threads is a thing i'm just such a blogger but yeah threads are fun let's see threads what's up i usually get a lot of threading done while we're yeah. live well someone did a post about uh memes like how many memes have you threaded and i was like you know what i totally forgot about that so i put up another meme oh there you go i see yes it. with the little unzipping the fiat to show the bitcoin and I was like, what could I put with this? I thought it was pretty, pretty catchy off the top of my That's head. cool. I like it. I just voted your thread 20 I cents. I love it. Remove You're that rich. filthy fiat suit and let your Bitcoin shine. That RM said, haha, I need more fiat. GM. Yes, I also tagged GM memes and threads. And then I threaded last night too with um, my Bitcoin thoughts, basically kind of just a bullet point from the post. So yes. Yeah, Morton, Morton Matt just asked, uh, so the only way to thread is through the Leo front end. If you just use hashtag threads on another front end, it doesn't post to threads. No, it doesn't because uh, while other front ends haven't integrated uh, threads and then also... Um, Basically, the way that Threads works, it's a little bit complicated, um, but essentially you have to post it from the originating app. That's just the way it works now. Obviously, we could integrate other apps into that, but they have to add special handling because Threads are not posts. And that's still like a big thing that we're trying to like teach people on Hive is that like a lot of people on Hive still think that a thread is a post. So I've seen a lot of people say that they don't want to post on Threads because they don't want to cl uh, clutter their Hive account. Um, which is exactly why we built Project Blank, right? Is because um, everybody was like, you can't have microblogging in an environment where everybody's afraid to post too frequently because people are like policing how frequently you post. So Threads uses the comment function on Hive so that if you post a thousand, you could personally post a thousand threads per day and nobody will tell you that you're posting too many threads. Um, you know, like nobody will be downvoting you and saying, oh, you're spamming and, you know, there's you're, you're spamming content and you're, you know, the big thing is like raping the rewards pool. Nobody's going to be coming after you for that on threads. Um, so uh, and then more than Matt said, but you can respond to a thread through a different front end. Technically, you can. The thing is, your reply won't show up on threads uh, most of the time. So you yeah. So you should be replying through the threads front end too. And I know that a big, a, re, a big reason why, a big reason why um, 
people are having trouble like responding or they're using other UIs to respond is because other UIs like PeakD have better notifications pages than the current Leo Finance. Um, and so, so basically they're posting a thread and then when people reply, they're using like PeakD to reply to their replies, right? And that's just a failure of the current UI. It doesn't have a good notification system. But the new UI, and I mean, I always am sharing this and I'm always talking about it because of how much I like it. Um, the new UI is like extremely, extremely good for, for replying. Um, I will post another screenshot because I feel like I haven't done enough. All the screenshots. Um, yeah. This, I mean, the new notifications UI is we cloned Twitter, obviously. And, you know, if you've ever used Twitter and used it to reply to people, it's stupidly easy. Like you just go to the notifications tab and it's just, you see all the replies to you, right? Um, and then another thing I think is going to be cool for normies is that you can see who voted on you and how much their vote was. So it's like, as a normie, basically you're posting threads and you're just seeing, oh, Taskmaster voted on your thread for four cents. And you're like, oh, I just earned four cents. And it just like keeps rolling in. And you just see that continually rolling in. And it's like, oh, if I post more threads, I see it rolling in more. And uh, it's like it gamifies the whole experience. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, and then RM Sadkri said, um, that also means that users outside of Leo Finance may not know you are threading. Uh, yeah, to, I mean, on, on other UIs, the only way that they'll see that you're, the only way that they'll actually see any activity from you if you're using threads is if they go to like your comments. Like if you go to someone's like peakd.com slash at RM Sadkri slash comments, you'll see all the comments from threads but without the threads UI, the context of it might be a little confusing, but you'll see that there's engagement happening. You'll see that that person is active, but you might not really, if you don't know about threads, you might not really understand, you know, where they're replying to. Um, it might look a little confusing. So I do think at some point in the long run, other UIs will start to adopt the threads backend. Um, and a few UIs have reached out to us and asked us if we can like lend our devs to basically help them adopt it. And right now we're just too we're just too overloaded with you know building our own you know the project blank UI, so um, you know I'm not going to rip rip away devs to uh, to do that yet, uh, but at some point I definitely will be open to you know having some collaboration with other UIs and and helping them integrate the back end of Threads so that, you know like for example Peak D might be able to do something with Threads or uh, you know Essence or um, you know any of these other UIs. But yeah, right now the focus is get our own UI, get our own project blank Twitter UI launched. And there are some obvious reasons why we won't, there, there are some obvious reasons why it makes sense to prioritize our own UI. The whole revenue model of Leo Finance is centered around keeping people on Leo Finance, right? Like, so that they see ads, uh, so that they see the Leo token, you know what I mean? It's it, it's it's to our detriment to allow other UIs to basically take users from us. So, um, you know, in an open Web three environment, it's it's almost like altruistic for us to allow other UIs to tap into our backend. But it's something we'll do because it's a Web three platform.
several people were typing. That's funny. I'm not sure why editing stop. threads, editing a thread, it should be super easy. You just hit the three dots, hit edit, retype it, and then put it back and then, you know, confirm it. I think Nifty should continue replying to himself. <laughs> yes, maybe when the new UI is done. I actually did that. Oh, actually, I didn't do that on Threads. I did that somewhere else. Like, I re responded to my own thing. Well, I mean, at the same time, like, there's no point is we're trying to, you know, build an ecosystem here. Um, you're trying to bring more users to the platform and Leo finance is supposed to be an inexperienced, you know, in and of itself, despite, you know, what it can be attached to or leads to. So that should always kind of be the number one, the experience in-house. Yep. Kind of like the Apple cult, right? The value you can create is in keeping people in your cult. You want to keep people using your applications, your products, yeah, I've only used threads from desktop and I have no problems. And now that I know like how it works and editing is also easy, then I'm sure when the new UI comes out, it's going to be even cleaner. Yeah, everything on the new UI is now. a lot cleaner. Yeah, it works fine now. It's just, I don't think the most cleanest or efficient um, experience, so. Um. Taskmaster said the AMA should have a thread storm where everyone participates. Yeah, I agree. That would be cool. I, I also love that just like if we could get people on, you know, every time we're, we're live on the AMA just to use threads all, you know, at the same time, because then you just kind of refresh threads and you're always seeing the questions and everything. This is um, true. And uh, Taskmaster also asked on threads, did Cat buy more Tesla? So maybe a good... Uh, Maybe a good transition point from the Leo verse to the finance verse. Well, I answered I answered him in chat because I wasn't going to bring it up. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were talking about crypto before we went live, and a lot of that was probably good content um, for being live mm -hmm. because you know, with Bitcoin bouncing, it's like everyone's falling into this dilemma now of what to do. Because like, well, wait, hold on, I wanted to buy more, you know, below twenty. Now, what do I do? Do I buy here or do I hold out hope that it's going to go back down or, you know, and then like you were saying with, uh, with like, you know, using leverage and, you know, do you use these gains to borrow more against, you know, your Bitcoin collateral to buy more Bitcoin, which therefore drags up your liquidation price, which obviously technically creates more risk. Um, if we were to turn down, so it's like so many decisions. And if you were dollar cost averaging, do you continue to dollar cost average here or now that we're technically you know swinging up do you stop um all of those questions obviously have a personalized answer for each and every one of us but um i will not lie i'm hesitating to buy bitcoin here even though i don't have as much as i want and definitely should have bought more uh when it was under 20 but so but in the end it's like what's your goal and what are you holding for if you're buying bitcoin because you're dead ass positive it's going to see 100k then 
really doesn't matter, right? Whether you're buying at 23 or 17 outside of you would have got a little more Bitcoin at 17. But so it's all about personal goals, preferences, and you know, what you're, what you're looking to do, whether you're trading, holding long-term. So. Yeah, I, uh, I am in that dilemma right now. I was buying a lot of Bitcoin down at, um, you know, sub 17 K and, uh, very happy to pick up a lot of Bitcoin down there. And now that it's 23 K I was, you know, I was, I've been dollar cost averaging, but now pretty much this past week, I, I halted the dollar cost averaging because I was just like, you know what? I looked at the daily chart and I was like, you got all these green candles. And I was like, this is just, it, it just feels like there's going to be a reversal. And I know that a lot of sentiment in the market has been negative. So it's like, you'd think there'd be a reversal, right? But we've been going sideways and just holding this level. Um, so I don't know, like, I, like we were saying pre-show, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm just going to start dollar cost averaging again even at these prices. Um, cause you know, that's obviously the strategy, right? Don't, don't look too hard at the price. Just keep going. Um, so I will start to slowly, you know, uh, probably right when we get off this call, I'll do my dollar cost average for the day and then, uh, you know, just kind of keep it going from there. But it is, it is, it is tough to buy Bitcoin at 23 K when you've spent the last two months buying it below 18 K, you know? Indeed. That's how the game, that's how the game goes. But then when you zoom out, like we were talking about the monthly chart and you zoom out to like the monthly chart and you look at like those long time frames, and you're like, you know, the difference between 16K and 23K when Bitcoin is eventually going to be over 50, 60K again is uh, it's just not really relevant. Right. So you can't just sit on the sidelines forever. That is true. And I mean, you know, I got you to pause a little bit because I'm doing chart analysis at the daily and I'm like, we pushed through 20 and consolidated and then pushed higher again and we're consolidating. I'm like, this is the most orderly upward price action I've seen in half a year, if not longer on, on Bitcoin. So honestly think we're going to touch 25. I don't like the way the chart looks outside of the lack of volume. There's almost like no reason we don't touch 25. I think that's where we, you know, run into some resistance. That's the last kind of big reversal top. But honestly, anything can happen. I would tell you right now, I would not be surprised even if we saw a blast to 30, like 29, 29, 30K. And then at that point, you know, maybe pulled back or whatever. Um, and that same thing could happen at 25, which is only a couple thousand points away. Um you know, it's one basically decent green candle, um, you know, or it could just shit the bed right here and push back down and test that 1920 as support, which I'd probably rather see. Like, let's establish that. Let's establish that we are officially back above 20. And like, you know, we're out of the, and that's generally like, think about it. That happens a lot where you have the low, right? And then there's that, there's that prior big low and you get above that and it establishes that as like, the new near term like support. And then that ends up being like the bottom for a long time. And it kind of just goes from there. Like it levels up, right? It's that first level up. That's always key. So we've gotten it. Are we going to establish, you know, and a lot of things can form. Like I was saying on the chart, it looks like on the daily, like a nice cup and handle could form. Um, but we'll see still a lot of work to be done, but the potential is out there. So I just like the fact that on the chart, I can now see 
potential bullish patterns forming as opposed to one, two, three, four or five months ago where that was never the case. It was just like, nope, the chart looks like shit. The price action looks like shit. And maybe we'll stop going down, but it does not look like we're going to be, we're going up. So that alone is uh, nice because it's been quite some time since we've had any kind of bullish hope. So let's say you've got, let's say, let's say you've got $10,000, right? Are you, are you taking your 10 and shorting Bitcoin here? Or are you taking your 10 and longing Bitcoin? We're sitting at 23K right now. The audience can answer because I'm multitasking. <laughs> I saw Addicted's comment. Um, you know what? It's weird. The chart I look at. Ah. I'm even looking at the Coinbase chart now. I don't really see that volume's 3x normal at all, actually. If you look at the candles over the last week, they look right about at average volume, at least looking at the bars. But who knows? This is trading view chart data. Maybe this, I'm going to actually jump, dump this into uh screenshot in the chat. this yeah taskmaster said hive is still holding 40 cents yeah it's pretty crazy actually i was expecting a big reversal on hive um after that uh move that we saw uh let me pull up the chart that move that we saw to 45 cents that huge wick i was expecting you know a lot of times after a move like that with hive you know we we you know give it i mean we did give it all back let's you know but usually we give it all back and then we trend down but we gave it all back and then we trended up, which is which is pretty interesting. Um, mm. But yeah, the the chart on Hive looks like I mean it's just ripping. Um, you can see it here. I'll drop it. And that's good. Yeah, I mean with Bitcoin, that first like that like seven green candles, like there was an increase in volume. But then since then, it's pretty much around average, maybe a little higher than average if you just look at the bars over the course of the last you know, whatever six months. So, but. It's fine. It's not like it's low. Maybe that's you know, I don't know. Maybe I said it was light. It's not light. It's basically average volume to a potentially a little bit, you know, above average. You yeah, what do you think hive? of this? Uh, what do you think of Hive up here? Hive has some of like the most interesting price action because it's so it's so unpredictable and there's clearly a lot of um I don't know if you would call it manipulation, but there's clearly a lot of, you know, coordinated moves mm. in terms of price action on wow. Hive. Personally, I just did a bad job at Hive because like I bought at, I had bought at 35 cents and 40 and 39 cents. So um, obviously I'm just happy that I'm basically back to even buying Hive. Um, at even 30 cents was uh, a good play. But yeah, it's weird price action. I mean, that's just like, look at that, all that green. Yeah, I mean, it, that's like addicted saying it's been up only for a whole month, which is wild. I mean, we I'm looking at this chart, 25 like, cents. You know, you see where the cliff fell off, obviously, and that's because of the FTX stuff. I mean, I guess in a way, Hive has recovered. Well, not really, because Bitcoin's technically back above 20. But ideally, I mean, then I'm looking for Hive to get back up to 52 cents. 
And at that point, maybe what I bought at 35, I'd sell, which I don't even think I would because at this point, I don't have it on, ex on exchange or anything. It's in my account. And I think uh, I powered up like half of it. I just decided I was keeping it. Yeah, I mean, we were 50 cents pre-SBF implosion, right? And uh, Bitcoin pre-SBF implosion was 21K. So Bitcoin has surpassed where it was pre-SBF. Um, and Hive is still, Hive still has, you know, 10 cents left to run until it's back at those levels. I don't know if that's meaningful at all, but um, that's just something I noticed. And like, if you look at other altcoins, like Ethereum is right at where it was pre-SBF, 1600. Um, BNB is a little bit below where it was, 350. Matic. So some, some of the more fringe altcoins still have a lot of work to do to get back to where they were. Uh, Rune is higher than it was pre-SBF. Uh, what about Matic? I was reading something uh, basically. Yeah, Matic. Reading, uh... Matic was 125 pre-SBF and now it's one one even. Yeah. I was reading a Twitter. Uh, uh, it's funny. I was literally gonna say a Twitter thread. Um <laughs> I was reading a Twitter thread last night from like a crypto guy, or whatever, and he was just talking about like trying to that finding, you know, the the projects that are gonna be the ones, the big gainers in the next, you know, move or whatever. And it's a lot of projects that, you know, are new. Some of them don't even have coins yet, but the one existing project that he, he had in that list actually was Matic. Like he was super wow. high on Polygon, like having a, a good run, like as being potentially one of the big winners in the next run. It was the only like one that was like an existing established coin, really. Hmm. So it was interesting. I, try, I, I jotted down a few of them because I liked what the projects were like, like attempting to do i can't i think he gave like seven seven like of them i, I took two of them because i'm like you know what you know when coins are either really cheap or they haven't even launched yet like i gotta take i gotta play some bets because we say this all the time it's like the big winners of the next bull market is not going to be the winners of the last bull market yeah the narrative is definitely going to change we haven't seen what the narrative is like every bull market has a narrative, right? Like 2017 was like ICOs, 2022 was DeFi, um, you know? Yeah, what's gonna be- uh... And NFT, NFT. I mean, there were a couple different narratives, I guess, in 2022. Yeah. It was more just an explosion of all things crypto, like NFTs, DeFi. Well, there was, um, there was one day. that- uh... I saw it. It was about, uh, there's a market for it too. I think it was, um, uh, what was it? Was it this one? No, that's it, a, it said next scale. bull market narrative is social media brought to you by wishful thinking. That True. would be great. That would be great for all of us. Oh man. Did I not save the actual one I wanted? Well, that sucks. There was one, one that was, uh, you know, it was a solution for, you know, like basically uh, in like uh, markets, like internal markets and just DeFi markets. And basically almost kind of like in a way, I don't want to say like being like a NASDAQ of, of DeFi, but like 
providing those functions, so to speak. So you could have, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like basically like across DeFi exchanges, um, which would be enormous for liquidity. You could have like a seamless um, transactional experience across DeFi, like across DEXs. Right. <laughs> I like that. Next narrative, social media brought to you by wishful thinking. Uh, Eric just asked if uh, we'll have a recommended follows section in the new UI. It worked for Facebook in the beginning and it also works for Twitter. Yeah, so I just share with you a little screenshot. That's actually a mock-up of the new UI for, um, this is how it'll look for posts. Um, and on that right-hand side, you can kind of like see that there's like some author info there. Um, one thing that we're working on right now is adding recommended posts to that right-hand sidebar. Uh, so like underneath that author, it'll show you like some, some of their other content that you could read. Um, so yeah, I do think that we're going to have like a recommended follows uh, feed there too. Uh, one thing that we definitely, one thing that I want to work on, and, and this is, I've actually posted some threads about this, but one of the big narratives in my opinion for the new UI will be um, content segmentation. So creating better feeds, better ways to organize content. Um, I think one of the massive, you know, one of the, one of the massive like low hanging fruit for, for Hive has always been getting better, um, better content, uh, feeds like better, just better organization of, of, you know, giving people what they want to read, uh, and see, and like, you see that like social media platforms have blown up like TikTok, Right. And the reason why they blew up was because when you go to like your for you page on TikTok. It's like very, the algorithm is very good at catching you and seeing like, okay, you like this, this, and this, and it just keeps showing you what you like. Uh, YouTube has gotten really good at that. Um, you know, I don't really use Facebook, but I'm sure they've got something. Uh, Instagram is pretty good at it. Um, so, you know, creating, you know, creating algorithms like that is kind of outside the scope of what we're capable of at, at you know, at this size of a project. But over time, I think we will be able to, you know, start to nail down some certain algorithms like that. So we have some like little cheat codes, like uh, having like curators picks and stuff, basically using the community as our algorithm. We're like, you know, we can say that uh, for a community page, like we, we can nominate Edicted as a good curator of content related to Bitcoin. So if you are interested in Bitcoin, then Edicted is also interested in Bitcoin and tends to vote you know, good Bitcoin content for someone who's interested in that. And we can kind of hack, hack our own little algorithm and say, all right, well, let's take the upvote patterns of Edicted and create our own little feed of Bitcoin content and then give it to users. Um, so that's kind of like a big narrative for us, I think, in 2023 is going to be finding little hacks for how we can feed people content that we uh, that we can that we can leverage. And yeah, I saw Task Master say community as an algorithm. Fuck, now I feel used. Yep. That's how it That's goes. Hilarious. That's how it goes. I love it. It do be like that. It do be like that. That was funny. Um,
Interesting. As a reputation system. Outputs of users become inputs of the algorithm. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you if you think about it, like these companies like, you know, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, like the way that they like probably very large percentages of their budget just simply go to, you know, tweaking their algorithm and making it better at giving you stuff that you want to see, because that's how they make money, right? They get, they got to keep your eyeballs on the feed. So if you think about it, the model that Leo Finance is, is moving toward is we need to keep people's eyeballs on the feed so that we can feed them ads and make money and burn Leo. And, you know, that long term, that looks like getting algorithms set up. But, you know, we're not a we're not a, you know, hundred billion dollar company. You know, we can't we can't create an algorithm the way that TikTok can create an algorithm. But we have a community of people who are the demographic of people that we're you know, chasing after. So the kind of little hack, the workaround is to take basically is to piggyback on the, the activity of people who are in that demographic and then use them to create the algorithm. So like, you know, Taskmaster has a bias towards like technology. So like if we can take his activity and create a technology feed on threads where you start to see threads that are, you know, related to technology, that algorithm is going to take the voting patterns and the reply patterns of Taskmaster and then create a technology feed out of it where it can say like, okay, the X, Y, Z, like, you know, when, if you've ever seen when you first sign up to Twitter, it asks you what your interests are. So it says like, are you interested in technology? Are you interested in finance? We're going to do that on Leo finance. We're like, when you sign up, it'll say, are, we, are you interested in technology, finance, you know, uh, social media, and then you'll, you'll tick the boxes that you're interested in. And then your homepage feed might then start to show you like Taskmaster's voting pattern. Like it's not going to tell you that, but it's going to start showing you like Taskmaster's voting patterns and reply patterns if you tick the box for technology. Because now you're reading someone else's like organized content for that specific, you know, topic. And that's just like, it's an imperfect way of doing it. Like, because Taskmaster, I'm sure sometimes like, you know, he just posted something about NSFW you know, trending on threads, obviously that has nothing to do with technology, but, you know, his bias is still towards technology. So then we can give that bias to other people. Um, so I think that, I think all like kind of creating our own little algorithm hacks is going to get really interesting. Um, that's going to be like, once we have the UI out there, we have the features, you know, all set in, um, you know, obviously we're working on things like referral systems and stuff, that whole algorithm nature of things is going to become a big focus. For sure. Did you see the uh, Bitcoin option gamble that uh, Morton posted up uh, in chat a little bit? I didn't see that. The BITO long call. But Edicted just said, I think we need a many-to-many -many relationship instead of one-to-many. Yeah, exactly. So rather than yeah. just Taskmaster... You know, I'm just using that as like an example, like Edicted is our Bitcoin guy, Taskmaster is our technology guy. But really the way it's going to work is more like, and if you, you can actually see this on community pages right now, where there's like three moderators, there's not just one, right? So instead we'll have like, we'll basically pick out users and say like, well, Taskmaster likes technology, you know, Scaredy Cat Guide likes technology, and we'll kind of basket them together and say, okay, well, there's, we've got 10 users here 
that all like technology, they tend to vote on technology content and then we'll take their voting ha habits and we'll create a technology feed out of it. And then when someone ticks the box for technology, now you start to see a feed of what those 10 people are reading, uh, replying and voting. Speaking of several to many, that sounds like a community and we need a Bitcoin community page. Which Yeah, and then Edicted said might be a certain way to have uh, some users stronger weight than others. Yeah, that actually is already live on the moderations for uh, community pages. It, it is a weighted system. But yeah, there, there, there's no automated way of doing that right now. Like that's a manual thing. So we'd have to be like manually looking at it and be like, all right, well, Taskmaster is the best of this group of people who vote on technology stuff. So maybe we'll give him, you know, a 1.15 weight and everyone else will just have a one weight and his stuff will tend to tend to be above the others. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, this is not going to be like a, oh, we just launched algorithms. It's going to be like, you know, we launched algorithms and now we got to tweak it for the next, you know, five years. And we're going to be, you know, just constantly tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. But the goal is to get more, you know, it'll be a very... It'll be a very rewarding thing to work on because you'll be able to see clear trends in like page, like time on page, right? So like if we can see time on page increasing and, you know, stuff like, like I'm, there's going to be, you know, 800 different metrics we can track to see, you know, the activity of users. And if we're seeing an increase in certain things like time on page, ad views, uh, page views themselves, you know, clicks, um, replies, upvotes, like we can track all of this data and we can just see, okay, well, if we're increasing all this stuff as we tweak these algorithms and we're doing the right thing. So we just keep going, you know? Yeah, Trump, Trump Ica said, maybe a custom algorithm, each user can tweak themselves if they want. I want 10% of this, 10% of that. Yeah, so one thing I've talked about in this UI, my, my goal with this is to create, you know, we've been building it like brick by brick as a really solid foundation. The goal is to make it very, and, and I actually think we just posted a clip from one of the last podcasts. Let me get it. Um, one of the goals of this new UI is going to be that it's very modular and customizable. So, you know, in a lot of different ways, like like another good example is um, Taskmaster just said something about uh, NSFW content. Um, another, like, you know, one of the big things that we're going to be doing is um, creating ways that you can just like filter stuff like that out. Like if you don't want to see NSFW content, then you can just completely hide it. Uh, or if you only want to see NSFW content, you can just make it so that you only see that. Uh, or if you only want to see threads, you can only see threads. Or if you only want to see long form, you can get rid of threads, you know, stuff like that. Like the whole idea is to make everything very modular and um, and make the experience like up to the user. Right. And I think that's what Web3 is all about, like that. The Web3 is all about us giving you the baseline tools and then you using those tools to most in the way that is most beneficial to you. So we need to have certain algorithms in place to like hook people into that. And then from there, you know, there's a very robust settings page where you can like, you know, tweak things and say, I want more of this. I want less of this. And, you know, I think one thing that could be cool 
at some point is that, you know, when we start playing with these algorithms and stuff, um, I don't know if you've ever seen this. Let me think of a good example. Um, on certain social media platforms like Twitter and stuff, it'll ask you, like it'll show you an ad and it will say, um, click if you were interested in this ad or if you were not interested in this type of ad. And if you click not interested, it'll show you less ads of that type, right? So I think that's something that we'll probably end up adding to the UI when we start playing with these algorithms, where like, if we show you a certain thread and like say every like every 100 threads that we show you, there'll be a little a little box at the bottom and it'll say, were you interested in this thread or not interested? And if you hit not, in, not interested, the algorithm will read that and it'll say, okay, you weren't interested in this specific type of thread. So we're gonna show you less threads like this one um stuff like that like it's it's this new ui is gonna be very robust and customizable that's like a big uh a big thing for us and nifty said only leo's is gonna explode yeah i mean then i there's another clip out there i'm just sharing all of the clips right now about author monetization so another you know big big narrative for us is going to be adding more author monetization tools because like it's awesome that we're all on here and we're all on Hive and Leo and we're earning Hive and Leo and you know we're earning money every month. Um, but that's not the typical way that authors even make money on social media. So if we can if we can have that rewards pool system in addition to the more you know web two traditional author monetization tools, like it, just think about the opportunities for authors and then think about the opportunity for the platform to then take a cut of all that monetization. So like I was just saying that the whole experience should be very modular and you should be able to decide what you want to do. The, um, you know, the monetization system should also be very modular. So like if Taskmaster wants to release a, you know, a weekly newsletter and charge, you know, $5 um, a month for it in Leo, like $5 a month or $5 worth of Leo every month to subscribe to his newsletter and get like a paid version of like his, his content, like a premium paywall, um, then he should have the tooling from the Leo Finance UI to set all of that up, kind of like a Substack. Um, so like you go to Substack and you have all the tools you need to set up a paid newsletter. So adding something like that to Leo Finance is going to be is going to be a big narrative for us. Um, and then, you know, as the platform, we can take, you know, a one two five percent cut on his five dollars a month and then burn Leo with it. Right. So that's now another revenue model for Leo Finance, in addition to all the ad revenue. Um, and for the author, for Taskmaster, that is a, you know, he still has his rewards pool revenue. And now he just built a whole new revenue model on top of it with his own Substack style uh, newsletter directly on Leo Finance. And, you know, then we could do other crazy stuff. Like I've talked about some crazier ideas, like turning articles into NFTs uh, and stuff like that. So like there's you know, I feel like there's like a million ways we can help authors, like give authors tooling to monetize themselves. And all I want to do is give them the tools and then you guys go and run with it. Right. And, uh, you know, my job is to, my job is to build the tools and also get the people here. And then your guys' job is to use those tools to, you know, monetize yourselves, you know, make money for yourself. But then in addition to doing that, you're also benefiting the platform because of that cut. And, uh, you know, that's the future. Burn all the Leos. Um, speaking of monetization, boom, recap post in Chad.
we got four minutes to the hour. So start winding things down. There is all sorts of lovely potential coming up with the new UI. Love it. Need to thread. You gotta get some of this post into the threads. Addicted is trying to make trades. I don't know what's happening right now. I'm buying all of his cup. Are you? Not all of it, but yeah. OTC action. Well, OTC. this is why this is why addicted is a better investor than me. I never sell. He remembers to sell sometimes. Let me start my marketing with merch thread. Make sure you vote the cat on his weekly one soon recap. This is probably going to be too long for a thread that I'm trying to put in here about the test of thread limits. Way too long. All right, let me get this out. Getting closer. Yeah, the Wensoon show is very multivariate. We're threading live, we're OTC trading live. We're giving wins and receiving soons. Nifty replied to one of Taskmaster's threads and said, people are simple creatures. They just need memes and NSFW. Very true. Isn't, I I heard this on a podcast somewhere, but porn is like something ridiculous, some ridiculous percentage of internet usage, right? Or like internet content, like 70% or higher. That's what I heard. I mean, I won't be surprised. I mean, the amount of money, I'm baffled by the amount of money that's made. So like, my brother is actually good friends with a couple that, uh, you know, were working whatever BS jobs and then start, decided to go start an OnlyFans and they make like a hundred grand a month. Yeah, it's stupid. And they don't even do anything like crazy. In fact, they yeah. do a whole lot of nothing most of the time. Um, and then uh, because of that, you know, they got kind of connected with some of the other top producers on that site, on that site. And it's, when you, it's like anything else. Once you get that following the name, you get to the point where you don't even do anything. You basically just shout out other people. Like you get paid, you get paid, to, paid shout outs. Like it's paid advertising. Right. So like the one girl, she barely even does anything anymore. She just literally goes on, you know, whatever, you know, looking pretty or flirty or whatever, but like doesn't do anything. It just says, oh, you guys need to check out my girl so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And she'll get paid like a nice little fee for that. It's wild. It's like, the whole, yeah, it's just so crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah, it, so, it said it's weird because porn is free, but everyone wants to pay for it. I know, it's like, 
That's what super, I'm saying. I don't super get backwards. It. Like, who, it's super I'm backwards. I'm like, who, who, who pays for it? Like, I don't actually, I mean, obviously maybe I know people, but I don't know that they pay for it, but I'm like, I don't know anyone that pays for it. Um, yeah. but there's so much money in it somehow still. And, um, it's wild. This is why I'm going to, uh, buy the NFT of, uh, of, uh, Taskmaster's, uh, first, uh, foot post <laughs> when we start Leo oh, feet. That's funny. Leo feet. Yes. I'm going Leo to buy the feet. NFT. Like it's it. going to be worth millions of Leo. Yeah. I mean, at, at some point, I wonder if we will just launch only Leos, you know, oh just, my for God. The, just for the fuck of it. I mean, that would be a complete shit show. It would be, but it's just so crazy. I mean, it's just so crazy. I don't think it would really work out very well because, well, there's not many women in the community. Right. Well, you gotta, you gotta bring the women from elsewhere, you know? Yes. Bye. No offense to all of us, but we are the we are the nerd culture that would buy into only Leos, you know but we need the sellers the sellers are the ones that are not here right now yes indeed indeed task foot fetish is a huge market for some reason i don't get it i've never in fact i'm anti-feet um but yeah i was joking around with that um with like female friends i have like that are just like man this is ridiculous i should just do only fans i'm like just do a foot thing you never have to show yourself like people see your feet all the time. I'm like you can make money off if like if you got nice feet, you can make money off just your feet. Cause there's apparently enough dudes out there that are paying for their really foot fetish. There's all sorts uh, ask, of things. Ask Gerber to fork Sim City into Simp City. <laughs> there you go. I want the NFT for Cal's McDonald's hat. There you oh, go. Wow. You know, that's a great idea. That just gave me a really good idea. That just gave me a really good idea. I'll try to make it happen by the next AMA. I think you should just like get a McDonald's hat that has Leo Finance intertwined into it somehow. I, I'm going to... McLeo's. Yeah, McLeo's. I'm going to get a... I'm going to I'm going to get a hat made with the McDonald's logo and Leo Finance on the back. And uh maybe I'll start handing them out, selling them. But yeah, there's definitely going to be a one of one, a Cal a Cal yes, Cal McDonald's hat. Legendary. Yeah, I mean with uh, you know, a Nomad Soul, we we grow this place to 5,000 monthly active users. Maybe we'll start doing some real Leo merch type of things. You know, I, uh, I own one of these Adidas NFTs that Gerber told me to buy back in the day. And uh, they basically sent me a bunch of merch. I actually just got more merch. Like they keep sending me merch and it's, it's pretty cool. There's like a few different pieces of merch. Like I got like a jumpsuit tracksuit thing. I got like a hoodie. Uh, uh, I got like a beanie. So like they, you know, they keep sending like merch. So it's like, it's pretty cool. Like you own the NFT and you just sit on it and it's, it's actually still worth more than I paid for, which is kind of crazy. The whole NFT market collapsed. Um, so I bought this NFT in for like 1.2 Ethereum or something. And then I've gotten all this merch and now the NFT is still worth more Ethereum than I bought it for. Obviously the dollar value is down, but um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. So 
maybe something like that mixed in with just general merch sales with, you know, profits going to burn Leo or something. I think it'd be cool. The merch, all the merch, but yeah, I definitely want to get a bunch of, like we started this off with, I want to get a bunch of merch and put it in a box in my trunk and just hand it out. So I'm always talking about Leo finance with people and, um, you know, I try to get them to load it up on their phones and stuff, but then, you know, maybe if I give them some merch, it'll remind them of it too. I was just laughing at the meme you put up five minutes ago. About Which one? Cub. Oh yeah. I wish it wasn't like it truncates the uh, whole, like the uh, meme. Does it? Yeah. It doesn't see, you don't see selling. Like when you're just like scrolling through the feed. I'm not fucking. <laughs> I'm not fucking. That's kind of funny. The new UI, I'm on the new UI and it doesn't truncate the meme. Yeah, awesome. You. Yeah. It's only the thing with the memes in the feed. It doesn't, you don't always, actually, hold on. I clicked on the actual meme and it still, still truncates it. You actually have to click on the picture. See my screenshot in Discord. Oh yeah, so much better. Yeah. New UI. The new UI is better in a lot of ways. Right on. Well, everyone's looking forward to it. And there's when's in the threads of the new UI. So the answer is soon's. Answer is soon. In the meantime. Yeah, farm girl asked when new UI, and I said soon. Yep. Much to everyone's surprise. Cool. Well, we shall see what happens with crypto over the next week. Yeah. Hopefully we stay. Hopefully we stay green, and in the meantime, keep stacking your Cubs and your Leos. Yep. Let's see if we're poorer or richer next time we jump on. Exactly. And we'll see what merch. Cal's wearing. Yep. Yeah. Taskmaster's truck is probably filled with, you know, right now he's saying it's filled with guns and drugs. Maybe soon it'll be guns, drugs, Leo, merch, and pictures of his feet. Uh, maybe I'll start just, uh, I'll have to get a cat, but maybe I should just start posting pictures with cats. Uh, I'll make cat and cat nfts cat with the cat cat squared i like it i'll bump hip-hop with my little kitty and i'll make him dance to the hip-hop one alpha is tired of the soons there is so many soons i, feel I always the, have I feel, a soon i feel for the ones. yes i feel the soon the pain of the soon the slow burn. <laughs> I hate it's flowing through you now. Uh, all right. On that note, we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Next week. What will it be? 31st? Uh, I believe it will be. Yes. All right. 31st of January. Mm, One month first, down in 2023. Right? It's crazy. See what happens. Indeed. All right there. All right. Ladies Thanks and for lions. jumping on. Pace out. See ya.